Hi there, Lucius. Hoping your day in Telegraph Hill is looking up. With a high of 54 degrees and skies clearing up by the evening, it sounds like a perfect Tuesday to stay informed and maybe enjoy a nice walk later. And we're here to get you started with the news that matters. Uber Eats is taking a giant leap into the future in Japan, teaming up with Mitsubishi Electric and Kartken to roll out self-driving robot deliveries in Tokyo by the end of March. Imagine getting your food delivered by a robot that matches your walking speed. This collaboration is not just about efficiency, it's about reimagining accessibility and sustainability in food delivery on an international scale. I'm a Pisces, uh, I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to Next in Line from PocketPod News. Meanwhile, Instagram is looking to keep you even more connected with its new friend map feature. It's like having a compass that not only points north, but also to where your friends are hanging out in real time. And as we speak, the Supreme Court is weighing state laws from Florida and Texas that challenge how social media platforms moderate content. It's a case that could reshape the boundaries of free speech online. From robots delivering dinner in Tokyo to tracking friends on Instagram and debating digital free speech at the Supreme Court, it's clear technology continues to weave itself deeper into our lives. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. Uber Eats is making headlines with its latest venture in Tokyo, Japan. That's right. In a pioneering move, Uber Eats is expanding its autonomous delivery operations internationally, partnering with Mitsubishi Electric and Kartken to deploy self-driving robots for food delivery. And these aren't just any robots. They're using Kartken's Model C robot, equipped with cutting-edge AI for navigation. It marks a significant step for Uber Eats, building on their autonomous delivery pilots in the United States. It's fascinating to see how these technologies are reshaping the way we think about food delivery. To dive deeper into this story, we're joined by PocketPod news technology correspondent Alex Harmon. Alex, can you walk us through the implications of this expansion and what it means for the future of food delivery services? Absolutely, Steve. The partnership between Uber Eats, Mitsubishi Electric, and Kartken represents a significant leap forward in the world of autonomous delivery services. This move into Tokyo, Japan, with the deployment of Kartken's Model C robot, is particularly noteworthy because it's Uber Eats' first venture outside the United States in this space. It's set to start by the end of March in a select area of Tokyo, marking a pivotal moment for the company. That sounds like a pretty ambitious project. Can you tell us more about these Model C robots and how they fit into the delivery process? Sure thing. The Model C is an AI-equipped robot designed for sidewalk navigation. Developed by Kartken, which was founded by ex-Google employees in 2019, these robots are built with advanced AI that allows them to navigate complex urban environments safely. In this collaboration, Mitsubishi Electric will oversee the operations, while Kartken provides the technology. It's this blend of oversight and advanced robotics that could potentially redefine sidewalk deliveries. It seems like Uber Eats has been experimenting with autonomous deliveries for some time now. That's right. Before expanding to Japan, Uber Eats had already been testing sidewalk robot deliveries in Miami and Fairfax, Virginia, through its ongoing partnership with Kartken. Moreover, they've engaged with other robotics companies like Motional, Neuro, and Serve Robotics to pilot autonomous delivery services across various U.S. cities. 
These initiatives underline Uber Eats' commitment to integrating cutting-edge technology into their service model. What kind of impact could we expect from introducing these robotic deliveries on a larger scale? Well, Anjali Jindal Naik, co-founder and COO of Cartken, believes that this collaboration will significantly enhance consumer experiences in Japan by making food delivery more accessible and sustainable. By leveraging autonomous robots for deliveries, there's potential not only for increased efficiency, but also for reducing carbon emissions associated with traditional vehicle deliveries. This could be a game changer in making food delivery services more eco-friendly while maintaining high standards of convenience and reliability. Looking at the bigger picture here, how significant is this move by Uber Eats into international waters with autonomous delivery? It's quite significant because it showcases Uber Eats' ambition to globalize its innovative delivery solutions. This initiative goes beyond just expanding their operational footprint. It positions Uber Eats as a pioneer in utilizing AI-powered technology for enhancing consumer services worldwide. Moreover, it highlights the importance of collaborative efforts between tech companies to push the boundaries of what's possible in accessibility and sustainability within the industry. That was PocketPod News Technology correspondent Alex Harmon. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's always exciting to discuss how technology is reshaping our world. Instagram is no stranger to borrowing a page or two from its competitors' playbooks. That's right, and this time they're aiming to keep users even more connected with a new feature called Friend Map. It lets users track their friends' locations in real time, drawing inspiration from Snapchat's SnapMap and Apple's Find My service. To dig deeper into how this feature could change the way we interact on Instagram and the emphasis on privacy, we've got PocketPod News technology analyst Katrina Shelton joining us. Katrina, Instagram also seems to be courting fans of the now-defunct Zenly app with this move. Absolutely, Jonathan. Instagram's development of the friend map is a strategic move, indeed. By incorporating this feature, Instagram not only adds another layer to its platform, but also directly appeals to the audience that was left hanging after Zenly shut down. Zenly had a strong following for its social mapping capabilities, and by targeting this user base, Instagram is tactically positioning itself as an alternative, filling the void Zenly left behind. That's interesting, Katrina. Can you elaborate on how Instagram's friend map compares to similar features from competitors like Snapchat and Apple? Of course. The friend map feature closely mirrors Snapchat's SnapMap and Apple's Find My service and functionality by allowing real-time location tracking of friends. However, what sets Instagram apart is its approach to privacy and security. With opt-in features and end-to-end -end encryption for location data, um, Instagram seems to be addressing the privacy concerns that have been top of mind for many users lately. This move could potentially give them an edge over competitors by reassuring users that their data is being handled securely. Speaking of privacy... How has Instagram addressed potential concerns with the friend map feature? Privacy has been a significant consideration for Instagram in developing the friend map feature. Reverse engineer Alessandro Paluzzi first discovered this feature and highlighted its privacy settings in his findings. It appears users will have control over who can see their location, um, which is a crucial aspect, um, considering the growing concerns around digital privacy today. End-to-end -end encryption for location data further underscores Instagram's commitment to user security. And how does this development tie into Instagram's broader strategy? Well, Jonathan, integrating a real-time location tracking feature reflects Instagram's broader strategy of adopting successful functionalities from other platforms while enhancing user engagement on their platform. 
The addition of stories from Snapchat was one such example where Instagram successfully integrated a popular feature from another platform into its own ecosystem. With the searchable map experience introduced in late 2022, allowing users to explore tagged locations and filter results by categories such as restaurants and cafes, it's clear that Instagram aims to become not just a social network, but also a discovery platform challenging even traditional search engines like Google. That sounds like a significant shift in strategy. What could be the potential impact on other services? Uh, the introduction of features like the friend map could indeed have far-reaching implications for competing services. Um, by becoming a go-to platform for not only social interactions, but also place discovery among younger audiences, Instagram might challenge not only other social media platforms, but also core services offered by companies like Google. This indicates a shifting landscape where social media platforms are increasingly becoming primary sources for discovering new places. It certainly looks like we're headed towards an interesting future. With these developments at Instagram, thanks for joining us today and sharing these insights. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. Um, it was my pleasure discussing these exciting developments at Instagram with you and your listeners. The Supreme Court is currently deliberating on something that could reshape the landscape of the Internet as we know it. That's right. They're looking into laws from Florida and Texas aimed at limiting how social media companies can moderate content, particularly focusing on political viewpoints. It's a crucial moment for free speech and platform regulation. And with justices showing deep concerns about the implications of these laws for all kinds of Internet platforms, it's clear this isn't just about social media giants. PocketPod News national political correspondent Don Gallup has been following the case closely. Don, what can we expect from the court? Indeed, Jonathan, the Supreme Court's deliberations on the Florida and Texas laws present a pivotal moment in the ongoing debate over free speech and regulation on social media platforms. The justices are grappling with complex questions that could reshape how content moderation is handled in the United States. Could you give us a bit of background on these cases? Absolutely. The core of these legal battles revolves around two state laws, Florida's Senate Bill 7272 and Texas's House Bill 20, both aimed at preventing social media companies from moderating content based on political viewpoints. These laws were enacted by Republican governors with the intention of addressing what they perceive as a bias against conservative views on major platforms like Twitter and Facebook. It sounds like these laws are trying to address concerns about free speech and censorship. That's correct, Jonathan. The controversy stems from accusations of anti-conservative bias by tech giants, leading to calls for more transparent and fair content moderation practices. However, these state laws have sparked significant debate about where the line should be drawn between protecting free speech and allowing private companies to moderate their platforms. What's been the judicial response so far? We've seen a divided judicial landscape. A federal appeals court mostly sided with tech companies in challenging Florida's law but supported Texas in its case. This division underscores the legal complexity surrounding Internet regulation and raises questions about consistency in applying First Amendment protections across different states. And how have the Supreme Court justices reacted during oral arguments? Justices across the ideological spectrum expressed skepticism about the broad reach of these laws. For example, Justice Sotomayor pointed out that they could affect not just social media giants, but also any online platform hosting user-generated content. Meanwhile, Justice Kavanaugh highlighted concerns over First Amendment rights against government suppression of speech, and Justice Gorsuch mentioned the role of Section 230 in protecting content moderation decisions. 
With such complexities, what outcomes might we expect from the Supreme Court? The court faces a difficult task. They could issue a ruling by June that directly addresses these issues or opt not to rule definitively, sending them back to lower courts for further consideration. This reflects broader challenges in adapting legal frameworks to contemporary technology landscapes where many precedents are based on older technologies like cable TV rather than today's internet platforms with massive user bases. So it seems like there's a lot at stake here for future internet governance policies. Absolutely, Jonathan. The outcome of this case could significantly influence how free speech rights are balanced with platform responsibilities online. It highlights critical tensions between ensuring open discourse and enabling platforms to maintain community standards against harmful content, all within an outdated legal framework struggling to keep pace with technological advances. Don, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. And that's next in line for Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Lucius. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.